Hey everyone, welcome to Holy Trash Podcast. I'm Troyell. I'm Ashley Burgess. I'm Ashley Rice. And today, the topic we are throwing in the trash is... I have to be in control. Let's go. So today we have Ashley Rice telling us a little bit of her story of just learning to let go of control. So first, why don't you, in case there's any first time listeners, um, Ashley's going to tell you a little bit about herself. Hey guys, I'm Ashley and I'm 32 years old. I'm married. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada with my husband and my two-year-old son. Um... I'm an artist, I'm a writer, I... You're a podcaster. Yes, I am many things, and I am a recovering control freak. Ooh, I like it. She's in rehab. (laughs) Awesome. All right, so let's get into it. Where did this belief that you had to be in control, like, where do you think this came from? Um, so I think... It started, I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, um, I grew up in a big family of, so I have five siblings, and they all have different dads than me, so I grew up in kind of, and most of them are older than me, I have one younger brother, but um, the environment that I grew up in was kind of like, I guess, felt felt out of control to me a lot of the time just a lot of (coughs) hostility and fighting between my siblings and my dad was their stepdad and they didn't get along and so um so me being a very sensitive child who always you know I soaked in whatever energy was around me from the time I was little and so Mm -hmm. soaking in that energy of like Fear, which is the root of control, mm. kind of turned into this anxiety. Did you just make that up, or is that really the definition? Is it a definition? Wow. Well, I mean, if you think about it, when you want to control something, why do you want to control it? Because there's a fear of, of something, whatever it may be. But Interesting. Okay, yeah. That's, like where, re- that's <clears throat> where racism, they say, comes from. When you fear what you don't understand, you mm-hmm. try to control it. Just like with religion. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm seeing a thread here. Mm. This is good. So, yeah, just um, growing up in that environment, I think, caused me to have a lot of anxiety about, you know, just just not feeling like I was in control of my emotions, like mm. whatever was happening around <clears throat> me. And so that kind of um, followed me into my adulthood and... Here you are. So what led you to realize you had a need to be in control? Like, was there a circumstance or, like, something that happened? breaking point? Uh-huh. I think the main thing that led me to realize I 
had this need to control was when I got engaged. Um, that's when it really started to show, mm-hmm. and especially when I got married. I don't know. I th- that that anxiety that I grew up with it turned into like this need to control, to control my husband, control what he does, the way he is, well, the way our life is, like the roles that we were supposed to play in marriage, you know, mm-hmm. just all these things yeah. that yeah. It was like this unfamiliar <clears throat> territory of marriage that scared the crap out of me. Mm. And um, yeah, it just caused a lot of problems in our marriage. Like led to Sorry, so what's like a like an example just so I can um, visualize. One of the biggest things was finance like finances. Um, mm-hmm. Like he would spend money or he would eat out a lot and I would get so mad and just be like like I don't understand why are you like this? Like why do you do this? You could just make lunch and take it with you. Right. Which and, is true. <laughs> yeah, but it was like a constant like Thing. Even if it wasn't a big deal, like I made the biggest deal out of it, oh, and it I turned see. into like a serious fight that didn't really need to happen. Oh, I see. And I did that with a lot of things, uh, and so mm. yeah, it just led to a lot of fighting and heartache, and mm. yeah. Mm. I feel that's that's crazy. Um, so what was church like with this control? Was there something that affected your relationship with God or like your religion? Yeah, so before we got married, we went to different churches. And honestly, I feel like the only reason I ended up going to his church, because I was like, well, he's the man, he's the leader, you know, the wife is supposed to mm-hmm. submit to the husband. So I'm just going to go where he goes, which was fine. I mean, I'm not saying I regret that, but... Um, so that happened and then after we got married we stayed pretty consistent with going to church but I don't know all along I just kind of felt like this void of like I still don't know why I'm here or what I'm getting out of this or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is the point of this like I don't know I can't explain it but um, honestly I think I was I was so like consumed, you know, going back to our last episode about God's will, I was so worried about not being in God's will and feeling like mm-hmm. I wasn't doing enough and what if I married the wrong person mm-hmm. and like and so yeah, I just spent a lot of time like wondering if I even made the right decision. Right. If, you know, and I think that also affected my marriage yeah. and affected my life because I was constantly in this battle with myself mm-hmm. of like I feel like the will of God that phrase in quotations like I feel like it does that to you it'll make you question what you already know you mm-hmm. know and you're just like am I doing it am I am I in like so it's so annoying like even if you know that like this is where you're supposed to be it's like anxiety pretty much it's just like yeah it's like this feeling like religion's like are you I sure I can't trust myself mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this might not be right I might be going the completely wrong yeah. direction. I would never it's know. terrifying, yeah. So I guess that's where my kind of deconstruction kind of began. Mm. So after I got married. But it didn't really start until I had a baby. 
Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. Jonah, <laughs> the two-year-old terrorist dictator <laughs> of a <her> life. It's <laughs> good. Take this out. <laughs> it's true. He is a dictator. They are. It's the terrible twos. It is. Having my son was definitely my breaking point. Um, he was a very high maintenance baby, and he's still a high maintenance toddler. And um, not just that, but obviously the hormones of having after you have a baby, and I had postpartum depression. And um, I know I talked about this in an earlier episode a little bit, but basically that was like, yeah, the breaking point where all that I was trying to because when you're like a control freak you want to control everything that's happening around you Mm -hmm. but inside you're complete chaos mess and you don't know how to control what's inside you so you try to control what's around you and so it got to the point where I could no longer do that because I I was just out of control inside like my emotions were out of control I was like a complete wreck and so um, that kind of led me into, and I'm thankful for that though, because it actually broke me to the point where I could begin to face those fears that were right. basically there since I was a kid. Like, yeah, those fear, you know, the fear of never having enough, which came from my, you know, my family, my dad, who was always like, we you know, there's not enough. You can only use this much toilet paper. You can only wow. don't waste this little thing of milk that's 30 cents or you know like stuff like that wow yeah and so I had like this deep fear of like going without and just all these fears that were coming to the surface and that kind of led me into a lot of other things which and there were other things that happened too that I can't really talk about on here yet but um (laughs) yeah so that kind of led to my this deconstruction of religion like okay so those two so my son is two and a half so after I had him basically we slowly stopped going to church because if I thought it was pointless before it was way more pointless now like Mm -hmm. now we had a baby and he was totally high maintenance he he wouldn't nap other places like I had to you know schedule my life around his nap time and all these things and like going to church was literally like me sitting in the nursery and watching the (laughs) message on the tv and I'm like what what is the point of this like I'm not gonna sit here and be this inconvenienced to watch a tv right during like just sit at home at at this point I'm gonna watch online if I want you know and so that started my eventual leaving of church and I don't know I just started to really question so many things in my life especially in Christianity and just the beliefs that I you know held on to for so long about God and who Mm -hmm. he was and what what was my life about and (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know I just really started looking inward and um, facing those things so that's when I really had started to have a breakthrough with this need to always be in control because it was really tied to anxiety and fear. Okay, so what, like, how did you get here from that place? Like, of 
so you're now you're at home you're not going to church and like what caused you to really start to let go of control so I, I started to realize that yes a lot of that need for control and anxiety came from my childhood but it also came from honestly religion and because when I became an adult I kind of threw myself into this religious setting and church and ministry and I just that was my whole life and as I'm going through this you know I guess awakening of finding you know deep diving deeper into who I am and realizing why I'm anxious and why I'm afraid I started to realize a lot of it came from religion mm-hmm. and Same. just this fear like I said not being God's will doing things mm-hmm. wrong not pleasing God I'm not good enough I'm not worthy like just like this deep rooted belief of not being yeah good enough I feel that and honestly I think the biggest thing for me was allowing myself to just go through that process of being honest with myself about how I was feeling and like just being honest with myself about the fears and, and the anger that I dealt with right and learning new ways to cope with it and healthier ways besides blowing up on my husband or, <laughs> right <you know. laughs> healthier outlets and um there were things that happened that I think had to happen to really uproot like these beliefs that I had mm-hmm. and one of them was my husband got into weed when it became legal he really wanted to try it because he had never tried it like I I came from a past where I had smoked weed right when I was a teenager right Mm-hmm. And so I had already, like, lived that life, and I was like, and then I go to church, and I'm like, oh, well, weed is evil now. Like, I can never do that again. It right. opens up demonic realms. Did you like, did you like weed back in, like, when you were doing it then, or? Um, at first I did for maybe, like, a year or two, but then I started feeling, it kind of started making me feel anxious and, like, mm. more paranoid, and so I stopped. I feel... I've heard that a lot. Like, people don't like weed because it makes them anxious. Yeah. And I'm like, is it the weed that makes you anxious? Or are you already anxious and you're realizing your anxiousness? And people don't like to sit in that feeling. Yeah, actually, the anxiety from weed started when I was 16, which is when I actually started going to church again. Oh, my gosh. Like, like these people that were my parents' friends, they would, like, take me to church. And I started, like, kind of... Because I was, like, really not a Christian or whatever, living for God for a long right. time. And then I kind of started coming back to God when I was 16. And a whole a lot of other stuff happened that I won't get into. But, right. Um, so anyway, so then fast forward to I'm married and I have this mindset of weed is definitely out of the picture. I don't care if it's legal. It's, you know, this is what it is. And it was black and white for me. Right. And... But I ended up like, okay, fine, like just try it, but let's not make this a thing. Right. And then, of course, it becomes get it a out thing. of your system. Hurry up. <laughs> yeah. And this is starting while I'm pregnant with Jonah, so I'm not doing it. Obviously, right. I'm pregnant. But then, fast forward, like after Jonah was born, I would, I was slowly kind of like, okay, I took an edible. Right. Like I don't know. And then, eventually, I was okay with it. Well, I went through this phase where I was like no, we're not doing this anymore. Like, you're not allowed to smoke weed. You're not allowed to do weed. Controlling everything. I was, like, very serious. Like, this is not happening. Because what it did was it caused me to 
face like this religious mindset that I had of like of black and white right you know like this is okay and this is not and I have to control this or else everything is going to spiral out of control if I let him do this it's going to turn into it's going to take over our lives and you know yeah (laughs) this crazy spiral they're going to go down the sin hole so now you're smoking weed (laughs) (laughs) so it took me a long time to be okay with it but I feel like once I was like it opened up a whole new perspective for me and like it really helped me to honestly to look inside and like realize how I was really feeling about things because I feel like I was so out of touch with my emotions for so long and who and it was hard for me to even identify how I was feeling honestly like you know you would ask like numb to yourself and I'm like I don't know I don't know like I didn't want to ever go there and yeah honestly weed helped me to go there Mm-hmm. And um, I feel that. Yeah, so that was one of the things that really started to help you lose control. Pretty much. <laughs> That's cool. I'm just, and that that happens for a lot of people. I think like it just comes with the you know you see people and they're just way more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so people used to always ask me if I smoked weed. When I, was I younger, could actually see that, and I always be like, "Why?" And they're like, "Cause you're so chill." <laughs> I'm like, I never smoked weed, but I always <laughs> wanted to try. <laughs> you're like, "Nope, sorry." Was there anything else you wanted to hit that helped you lose control? Any books? Any articles? Any people you came across that kind of helped? Well, within my deconstruction phase, I would recommend reading post-traumatic church syndrome I read that and also um, what is it called the most beautiful thing I've seen oh Lisa Lisa Gunger I cried that entire book I'm not (laughs) saying I agree with everything she said but her story so resonated with me that I was like wow like it really like helped me it's funny she's always reminding me of you oh and then, oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I thought you were going to say the same thing, and I was like, and then you weren't, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was going to say that's funny because um, Michael Gunger's book helped me. Mm-hmm. So that's book. crazy because their daughter's book. <laughs> the coloring book. It really. <laughs> their book, The Golden Rainbow, that book changed everything for me. I'm just kidding. So now like using healthier methods to like release and just be more calm like and less in control. Like what is life now for you? Like in comparison, just what do you think the biggest change has been that you do now that you never did then? I think now the biggest thing is probably just having more like grace for myself and for my husband. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, I mean, it's not perfect, like we're still working on it, but for the most part, I feel like I've really learned how to let him just be him and me be me and be okay with that and okay with, I can't always control things, like, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do and I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I have to be okay with that and I I don't know, just learning to let things go, really, and, um. Oh, but also, like, being mindful and, like, I mean, something that's helped me is realizing, like, 
anxiety is always based on the future and things that you can't control and Mm -hmm. so we literally drive ourselves crazy trying to and so just like being more mindful of the present moment trying to like if I start stressing it's like I have to ask myself okay is this something I can control or not no it's not so there's no point in like worrying worrying about it I just need to be right here right now like there's nothing I can do about it right now so 100% which is easier said than done, I know. Yeah. Yes. No, it is. But it's a good training, I think, for yourself. That's really helped me, too, is just trying to stay present and not focus on, you know, tomorrow and the next day. Like, stay right now in this moment. Right now, I have everything I need. And I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And then you and then, then you can feel more grateful for things. I feel like it's really hard to be grateful mm-hmm. if you're always in the future. Yep. Or in so. the past, thinking about what you didn't get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Which just is where I spent most of my time, either in the past, thinking, what if I made a mistake, or in the future, thinking, what if I never do this, or right. just never... Uh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And meanwhile, you're missing all of this, like... All of life. All of... Yeah. And you're destroying relationships, and you're... Going crazy. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so, what is life like now? What are, what are you up to <laughs> with your not-in-control self? <laughs> now I feel like, I mean, I'm still in this process of learning, obviously, we all are, but I feel like I've gotten way better at just being okay with things, like learning to accept things for what they are, and even with, you know, like my religious beliefs, like, that was a huge turnaround for me honestly like realizing that I don't have to know exactly yes you know mm-hmm. the outcome of or whatever whether it's something in the bible or I don't or a certain belief about God like I don't have to know and that's right. okay like I'm okay not knowing and that's where I really found my peace was mm-hmm. in the being okay with the not knowing mm-hmm. and allowing myself to just be and not have to know and have to be in control and have to understand right and so yeah I feel like my marriage has definitely gotten better my relationships have gotten better like I mean I honestly still struggle as a mom like of a toddler but I feel like where before I would allow that to spiral me into a completely like depressed even suicidal place Yeah, but now it's like I I haven't felt that in a long time. Like, wow, I feel like I I'm no longer. I've learned to control my thoughts at least to the point where I'm not like spiraling out of control right. into that place anymore. So it's like it's a big it's basically like taking charge of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you are ruling your emotions, not letting your emotions and you know all that like rule you. It's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, overcoming that victim mentality. Yes. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And, like, it's just worth it to do the work, the inner work. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be it can be a journey for people. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to tell you it's going to be great because yeah. <laughs> it, it's rough. But <clears throat> the end result is so rewarding mm-hmm. to be to be peaceful. And you can – and then you – for at least for me, like, I start to be more aware of other people. And I'm like, dang practice your peace you know like stay 
present, stay in this moment. Like I remember when I used to be that way, you know, and yeah. um, it just gives me like so much more compassion for people too. But um, it's beautiful. And I think it's interesting too, like when you trust something, it's easier for you to let go of whatever else. Like, you know, for me, I always felt like I had to be in control until I started to see God differently mm. and to and he became something that I could trust where before like God wow. and Christianity I couldn't trust that so I wasn't going to let go wow that's to him. deep yeah and so once I could trust him then it made surrender so much easier and it feels so much better to not try to be in control of something that I have no control yeah, over like absolutely um, so what advice would you give to someone who is in that control freak stage? Like what, what should, what should, and they want to change, like what yeah. should their first step be? Um, I would say, first of all, just allow yourself to go through the process without judgment. Um, but definitely begin to look inward instead of outward instead of focusing so much on what you're trying to control which is your circumstances or other people like Mm -hmm. first you have to be in control of your own self and your own emotions and you can't do that unless you really start to question yourself and be honest with yourself and go there and however you need to do that I mean it's gonna look different for everybody like I can't just say how you're gonna do that maybe you need to go to therapy maybe you need to have a conversation with someone or with yourself or right. journal or whatever you have to do like find out how to do that and just allow yourself to go through that process of healing and facing those fears right mm-hmm. thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of holy trash podcast if you like what you heard go ahead and subscribe to our channel tell your friends about us and you can also follow us on instagram at holy trash podcast If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, you can email them to us at holytrashpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.